welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 8th of February, 2018, and uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave, this has been like, I don't know, I mean, like, like you could say what a week and that just wouldn't be enough, but, but <laughs> what a week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. And you know what? It, it always this happens every time, Jim. I, I swear I should just know this. If I'm going to be in transit for whatever reason for one or more days within any week long period between our shows, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a, a heck of a week because I'm going to have to be catching up and catching up on my week. So I got to catch up with clients as I've been doing all day and trying yeah. to catch up on the stuff I've missed over the last 48 hours. Okay, well, it's. I don't, I don't know about your about your business or practice, but mine mine you know, somehow in 2018 went from uh, maybe you know like 40 50 miles an hour up to 80 or 90 miles an hour. Um, so there's just there's just more to do every day. There just seems more and more and more to do. But this week, if you were insanely distracted all day Tuesday, you'd had an excuse. Um, there's a Tesla Roadster in orbit around the planet with a uh, mannequin in a spacesuit named Starman listening to David Bowie's Space Odyssey forever and ever driving to Mars. Yeah. That's uh, my favorite thing. My, it's it's got to be my favorite thing. Like, I don't know if... I, I, I don't even think I mean from this week. <laughs> don't you love living on a planet where this is possible? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I mean, I saw that there were some discussions about it. I, I, I saw people slagging on it for, well, you shouldn't be using this to market. You know what? It's it's a commercial enterprise. Yes, <laughs> yes, you okay. should. Um, and he needed to put something up. Like they were referring to it as like junk, which like and that's what NASA calls it too. Like basically, you need to put something up to mimic the weight of things that are going to be there. So yeah, use it for an advertising opportunity. Heck yes, I thought it was a, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I love it. It's him and Richard Branson. I love billionaires who, I mean, okay, I'll, I could just end it there, <laughs> um, especially as clients. Um, but I, I like billionaires who who still remember how to have some fun with their money, and and that's a clear example of a way to have a little fun with your money while doing something serious. Well, you know. There are two objects um, that were designed to be found by um, alien alien life that that are, that are out there in space. One of them one of them is Voyager One, and it has uh, a uh, platinum record. I'm not sure how alien species are actually going to play the record. They'll they'll, they'll have to know that you get something to pick on the bumps in the grooves. I don't know if they'll figure that one out. But it yeah, also ironically, has, you know, most people twenty years or younger on our planet wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> can't even figure that out indeed. Um it has, you know, engravings of humans and stuff. Um it has uh, uh works of art and literature and music, etc. Uh Musk's I guess time capsule to uh to space aliens has a small plaque on the door on the door handle, which means which reads "Made by Humans." I think that's kind of cool. But what's really cool is uh, on the um, dashboard display of the of the Roadster is the title page from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and displayed in large friendly letters is the calming phrase "Don't panic." Awesome, eh? Awesome, absolutely awesome. Yep. Okay, that's. Like, if you didn't do anything else except watch the biggest rocket ever launched ever, um, you'd totally be excused. So, bring me a favicon. Bring me your best favicons now. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm Google, eh? Give me a favicon now. <laughs> now. <laughs> um. So Google Search Console is now putting up. This is not a ranking factor whatsoever. Okay, like 
really not important, except you're going to be annoyed by this. So just so you know what's going on, we report it for you, because that's the kind of guys we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you gotten a notice in Search Console um, provide a high-resolution Favicon notice? I have not. That, which is, it's, it's funny, because I actually checked. Not that I've noticed, anyway. I've only checked a few, but... Uh... But yeah, tell us tell us what this is about, Jim. Okay, so if you don't know what a favicon is, why the hell are you listening to this show? But <laughs> but on the on the chance that, that that you don't and you are still listening, um, up in the browser tab uh, or in the uh, the address window, you'll see a little image beside either the the, the URL of the website or the title statement of the website up and up in one of the tabs. And that little uh, symbol sort of helps uh, users visually visually identify the website. Um, if you have a whole bunch of browser tabs open, for instance, and you don't feel like you don't remember the title you're on, you sort of you remember the little icon that that that's associated with the website, the favicon. Yeah. So Google, because they care, because <laughs> they care so deeply <laughs> about you, wants to remind you to use a high. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. To use a high resolution favicon because that will attract more people to your pages. That I honestly don't know why. I don't know why they care. I, 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 why do they care, Dave? I am not a hundred percent sure, but I have a hunch, and I, I, I'm, I'm just again, this is a hunch, and I don't even know fully how this will work. Um, like what what mechanism would make this happen or, or even valid, but I suspect that it will have something to do with mobile and being able to save in either now or in a, in, in, in different browser formats later. Um, you know, sort of, I know it would help, like it helps in the bookmark displays um, on mobile, but saving it to sort of a desktop. And I, I can only imagine this is, it's, it's Cindy Crum and, and some of the conversations she's been having about sort of the, 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 the sort of, quasi the, the name's escaping me right now and i can't believe it and it'll hit me in like 30 seconds but um the sort of quasi uh mobile apps right like the sort of half apps where it's it's oh, it's more just a framework from, uh, from earlier today pardon me was this uh Dwayne forrester's article from earlier today no actually uh cindy crumb's been been talking about um again i can't believe it's escaping me right now it's something that i just know off the top of my head but i don't right now and, and it's gone probably because i'm stuffy and i'm getting over a cold but um basically it's 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 where your your application on, on the web see i know what it is just not not the word for it um your your application is actually or, or your your web page and, and and sort of the experience is not actually fully framed um, you know, inside the mobile app. So basically now um, when somebody visits your website or visits your web page, they're just having to pull in the necessary bits. Basically what I'm getting at is the, the fave icon would be the app representation, but it's not actually an app. It's, it's more a web page. Um, so I, I, I suspect yeah. that they're just sort of getting at that where on a mobile environment, when we're saving web page, when we have these these mobile app environments that are that are quasi websites, quasi web, you know, and and, and quasi apps, uh, that it'll make it easier for users to find. And that would certainly explain the the cry from what were they sixteen by sixteen pixels or something like that when when you and I first first started, right? Because it was only in the tab um, sort of thing. Now it, it does have a broader a broader use. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's my guess. Even though I can't remember the name of the thing, I'll, I'll get it after you know commercial break. But I know we got to move on to other other subjects. There you go. Read Google a favicon. Have a good day. That's <laughs> that, that's the advisory that's out there. Read a favicon. Have a good day. What else we got? Okay. Um. Uh, what was it? it? Had to be like three or four months ago. Google announced that they were going to be going after the uh, the um, payday loan industry. Was it? Was mm -hmm. it longer than that? I want to say it was, but you know what? It's, it's funny when you've been doing this for, what are we going on, like? 10 years, 11 years now? Actually, I, we've been doing a show for 10 years, Jim. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, we've been doing this, you, you know, you hit this like, yeah, 10, 15 year gap of, of being an SEO. And it's like, I don't know, was that two weeks ago or was that two months ago? Um, you know, they, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I remember seeing Rand running around on a tricycle, though. <laughs> Riding around on a tricycle, though, at the beginning of all this. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, so remember when you, you you do remember they cracked down on on payday loans, um, big kerfuffle. People in the payday loan industry were really ticked off. They had to jump through a whole bunch of hoops, and in many cases, they still don't have access to uh, to AdWords advertising because Google doesn't like many of the practices in that industry. More that's more or less the story, right? That is, and you know what? It's interesting you bring it up um, because it was the first time, and I just heard it again a couple days ago being referenced um, in Google and, and their quality guidelines. Um, and it falls under, for, for our listeners, this might be a handy thing to remember if you're in one of the industries that this is qualified for, you're about to come under sort of attack. Um, it's called your money or your life, right? Like, you know that. It's health and finances, really. It's where you can be held hostage. <laughs> um, and that's why I hit payday loans. It's it's about money, and, and it's qualified as under the your money or your life kind of kind of segment of things, which is how the guidelines define it. And um, well, I yeah, so they're serious about this. They, they really were. If if you're giving out information that people might, um, you know, make decisions that that turns out are not in their best interests, then Google wants to make sure that you know Google wants to try to filter that information away from you before you're given bad information and and, mm-hmm. and uh, make a bad purchase. Yeah, Google's taking this a step further, and um, the the late great Tom Petty used to complain about uh, ticket resellers. So did Eddie Vedder from, uh, oh my goodness, from that great band from Seattle, whose name I'm totally spacing. Um, I think of his Pearl Jam, but I might be wrong. That's them. Thank you. So the Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, uh, Metallica, um, uh, uh, Tom Petty, many great performers just hate ticket resellers. Yeah. Because, you know, these guys take a commodity and grab it all and then overinflate the prices. Well, Google's come down against them as well. Google's announced a new AdWords policy around ticket resellers, um, telling them that they got to get certified. Not sure how you do that, but they got to get certified, and they have to be, well, completely transparent. There's a number of rules they have to follow, including they can't imply that they're the primary marketplace, they need to disclose themselves as a secondary marketplace or as a reseller. They need to disclose that their prices may be above face value. <laughs> Duh. Um, <laughs> they got to provide the total and breakup of prices across fees and taxes before requiring your payment information. And they got to prominently provide the real face value of tickets being sold in the same currency they're being sold at. And all this starts in March 2018. So if you're a secondary ticket uh, ticket seller, or you have clients who are secondary ticket sellers, um, have a nice career. You're done. It's over. Like you're not you're you're not going to be competing against StubHub or any of the big boys who can afford other forms of advertising. Uh, you really ought to ought to probably go find a more honest. I mean, go find other ways to make money, perhaps more honest ones. I'm. We were we were talking about Google disclosure. I'm just going to go. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself as I have a client in the space. Okay. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> you there. But anything I would say on this subject uh, would be obviously obviously biased, and it is a legal thing. So I will. I will. It keep is. My you know what? Opinion. It is a legal thing. It's a legal action. Once you purchase it, you can resell it. My thing that I'm so mad about is I didn't get to go see the tragically hip because uh, in Toronto. All the tickets got purchased by computer, like, I, seconds yeah. after. Yeah. No, oh, I know. And then, you know, that's unforgivable. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, if you're... So, so Dave, um, you know, uh, you check this piece out by, um, I think, Barry Schwartz covered and also Michelle Robbins covered it over at uh, uh, Search Engine Land. Um, definitely worth getting more information on. It is. I've obviously given this one a read. Um, one of the things to note, just for our, for our listeners, and this has nothing to do with my, my opinions one way or the other, um, this action may, and for uh, you know listeners who may read it, the action itself is, is a reference, because this is a Google announcement, it's a reference to AdWords policy changes. Um, however, I, I think we can all, you can use AdWords as the sort of guideline of what they're actually 
you know, going to be doing. You, you know, this is going to translate into something organically at, at either now or, or at some point in the, in the near future. So even if you're not involved in AdWords, even if this doesn't affect you and you're, um, you know, involved in ticket resales, um, you know, pay attention to what's going on, pay attention to what they're saying, all the things Jim listed and make sure that you're being as, as transparent as you can, because it, it may come back to bite in the butt really soon. Cause this is obviously an area they take very, very seriously. And they started with AdWords with payday loans and, and then they moved organic on it. So you have to learn from the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, they, they again, they seem uh, sincerely serious. Um, you know, may, maybe a few of them are tragically hip fans or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. too many of the Google folks wanted to throw a party and and couldn't, and so they just decided to make some rules about it. That would be it. And I'm <laughs> certain that's it. Um, okay, we should probably take a break. This is an opportune time to take a break because the next subject I want to cover is uh, Google actually sending teams out to work with WordPress, which I think is a, is a fascinating story. But that's going to take a long time to talk about. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Always Media, and you're listening to Webology on webmasterradio.fm on the 8th of uh, February, 2018. Stick around, we're coming up after these commercials. We're coming back after these commercials. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix... So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Start your search engine and send your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 8th of February, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing and... Uh, we have some uh, some sad news, although this mightn't be the kind of sad news that people get really sad about, because this is one of those fellows that you probably never heard of, but I promise you, his influence on your life has been manifest, even though you probably never heard his name before. John Perry Barlow, poet, cowboy, philosopher, junior lyricist for The Grateful Dead, and one of the... And one of the people to first envision the internet as we know it today. Great, great philosopher, information philosopher, died in his sleep last night in San Francisco at age 70. Huh, that's a bit young. This is one of the founders of the Electronic Found- Frontier Foundation. 
um, one of the founders of Wired Magazine, a, a good friend of Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Um, apparently, Barlow was the uh, person who put the word cyberspace in um, in a neuromancer, uh, the, the William Golding's ears. Oh. So William Golding is the uh, uh, the, the the author um, of neuromancers, you know, credited with uh, the, the 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 term cyberspace. It's actually, probably John Perry Barlow. Huh. Anyway, um, one of the uh, again one of the people who influenced our lives in in ways that we'll never probably never be able to to actually put our fingers on uh passed last night so it's worth definitely worth noting if somebody you know and this this happens occasionally where i'm like okay and now i'm sad about the passing of somebody i didn't even know existed until they did (laughs) (laughs) indeed eh? thanks jim for making me sad about something that i could have just gone without even knowing but i feel more intelligent for knowing well you know what because of barlow um all of us get to live forever um because all of us can actually publish all of us can actually be known for our works known for our creativity known for our intellects um known for our willingness to share and uh that people like barlow um made that made that possible for all of us so yeah. I think that that's the debt we all owe him, and why he'll be immortal forever. Yeah, indeed. indeed. Okay. And as part of this radio, which now a radio show, which will live forever, um, as long as <laughs> long as someone keeps the electricity going, so as long as the nuclear power plants are still are still operating, we're good. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, Where okay, shall we go so now? We should go to WordPress. With uh, I'd love to go to WordPress, eh? Do you remember when Matt Mulwig was was actually one of us? Was was just like yeah. some SEO, like toiling away trying trying to get by. <laughs> yep. And then uh, then he develops this content management system. He calls it WordPress and doesn't talk to anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. I think he owes me a drink. And actually, yeah. after the amount of business I've given, I think he owes me. He owes all of us several drinks. <laughs> You're on notice, Matt. And, uh, you know how all SEOs have, like, wink, wink, friends at Google? Well, we do, too. So be on notice, Matt, because some of them might be coming to work with you. Because Google is sending teams to, uh, over to WordPress to, um, basically push them to get Word, to make, uh, WordPress more (laughs) Googly. I think you can use Google as a, as a verb, an adverb, an adjective, um, just like you can use the word Smurf. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, Google is actually sending teams of their own engineers and architects to, uh, to WordPress to basically smash WordPress into shape. I, I love it. I love it. Obviously, I do. Um, one of the things I found funny, and, and for, for our listeners who, who don't know why they would be doing this or, or, or what they're trying to accomplish, if you go to Search Engine Land, there's an article, Need for Speed, um, which is a great title, and there we go. Um, one of the things I found a little bit misleading that I, I didn't love the way it was presented, and I, I, I get how it is, but they went non-WordPress sites, WordPress sites, right? Comparing them. Okay, here's how the different resources load. Non-WordPress WordPress. It's like, okay, well, uh, let's, let's talk content management systems here, however, right? <laughs> let's, let's compare apples to apples because a hand-coded site is always going to do far better. I mean, in the, in the graphics that they were, mm-hmm. that they were showing in there. Um, but one of the things just for, for our listeners to understand what I, I think, you know, what they're actually trying to accomplish. And I think this is really, really smart. Uh, well, obviously it's really smart because we're dealing with WordPress. They have a bunch of smart people in Google. They also have a, a an engineer to might know what they're doing. Um, it's the number of requests that they seem to be trying to hit, which I absolutely, I agree with. And, and what we mean by that is the number of times that your website now has to go to the server to get a resource, be it a JavaScript file, be it a, an image, be it whatever. Um, and yeah, there is quite a difference between, between different different site types 
Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they come up with. And that's why I'm going to be really, really curious to go, how do they do this? Are they going to be working like one of the, I mean, you know this, you've worked on WordPress sites. I do is every time you install a plugin, like you want to keep them to a minimum, but some of them you need to have. And every time you do, there's some JavaScript that needs to get loaded. Sometimes multiple JavaScript files that need to get loaded. Mm -hmm. Sometimes duplicate JavaScript files that need to get loaded. Right. And, and are they going to be working with WordPress to go, okay, let's just understand what all these JavaScript files are and, 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 you know, sort of, you know, move them into one. Okay. You know, like on the server, like find a way to move them into one. Are we going to figure out which files like jQuery are going to be necessary in the header to make a site fun? You know, like I know, you know, for my site, for example, the slider breaks if jQuery isn't in the header. So it needs to remain up there. Okay. Are they going to be working to find ways to either eliminate that which i don't think they'll be able to do quickly or understand which need to be in which location and and just you know automatically move them instead of us going in and moving them to the footer with new plugins we needed to install or you can do it manually but um you know are these the sort of things they're going to address it's going to be really really interesting to to see what they do and how successful they are on something as diverse in its uses as wordpress is oh absolutely um now We've talked about uh, it before, about how Google has um, uses its muscle, its, its heft to push webmaster web webmasters around in order to dictate, you know, what how the web is going to operate, how websites will be built, um, how, how how the web will function. Mm -hmm. WordPress, you know, nearly nearly fifty nine percent of all websites. So, like, we're 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 talking three out of five websites are made on this platform. WordPress. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's substantial. I mean, obviously, we know that. And you, so I don't know how many, how often you get a site that's in WordPress. To me, oh, always every every, every website I work on is in WordPress. <laughs> um, if it's not in WordPress, it's in Drupal. Like, <laughs> um, but think about like the evolution of uh, of word of uh, of WordPress. When uh, I'm looking at this number of requests graph, the very first graph in in Michelle's article, yeah. And I'm thinking this is pretty cool. It shows a non-WordPress site and how many uh, how many requests it makes to a server before before loading a page, and then it shows the uh, WordPress site and how many requests it makes to the server. Um, you know, tends to make one fifth more requests than the than the non-WordPress site. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have seen a site from say ten years ago, <laughs> and how often it made requests to the server because you know the site that was actually faster. That was the one ten years ago that made no requests to the server, or, <laughs> or, or made like seven requests to the server. Just give me the information, give me the inf images. God, bang! Yeah, on we go. Google Analytics J JS done, bang. Um, now on, on the plus side, we sped up there, but you remember the coding in table-based designs? <laughs> oh, and it, took, it took forever. Yeah. Um, it, it it literally took forever. Um, you would uh. It was horrible, actually. <laughs> um, but again, I, th I think that'd be an interesting because one of the reasons we need to uh, speed up the web is because, well, the web is about as fast as it was uh, 10 years ago. The pipes haven't changed that much. Electricity moves at ex about the same speed it moved at uh, about an eon ago. <laughs> um, I don't think that's going to change very much. The only thing that, that we can change is the way we actually construct websites and, and the hurdles we put in front of um, a full website, a full website's resolution. Mm -hmm. If we want to talk about, like, you know, um, page, page load speed, right? That's, that's all we can change. The, the yeah. infrastructure is the infrastructure. We can't change the infrastructure. Fiber is fiber unless somebody invents something faster, and I don't think they will. Um yeah, so it's so it's very. Could you imagine though being a, a WordPress? Uh, you know, you're you're just sitting there toiling away, and this is the day that the Googleites show up. <laughs> like that'd just be horrible. Yeah, somebody, somebody should make a sitcom out of this. <laughs> oh, I'll bet they will. Well, now they will. Um, in the long run, where do you think this is going? Um. I don't know. Like, it depends what long run you you think. Do do I think Google's just going to step in and go fine? We, you know, this whole like Google Sites thing was a fail, so we're <laughs> this all over here. Um, you know, like they used to run Blogger, right? Like they've done stuff like this before. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know. I actually, I, I could see them actually doing something like that. So like why they would put people on the ground right now to sort of get a feel for, okay, let's make this great. Let's help you with your code um, and, and make it something that, that they can use. Yeah, I, I could totally see them doing that. I think short run, um, I think it's, it's, it's a play for exactly what we're sort of talking about, exactly what, what you're talking about, which is they're trying to make everything fast. You're right. I mean, you can, you know, my internet over the past 10 years, if I look at the box that's sitting in my house, yeah, it's faster. But to your point, for the last 10 years, it's been as fast as that server could pump out that website, right? Yeah. Like, Exactly. It, it hasn't like I can now do more so I can be gaming. I can have two kids streaming stuff, but the, the bottleneck has been the server for, for, for years now. So I think short term, this is what they'll be shooting for, especially because the speed isn't the same um, on mobile. You know, I mean, it, it's, a, it's actually getting faster there in a functional way. I, I think more rapidly than in their homes. Um, well, but, mobile, even, mobile, they got mobile. They got, they can mobile. You can change stuff. You can have a faster processor in the phone. You can have um, faster download rates. You can have a, a faster um, what are those? Sorry, what are the repeaters called? Um, routers. Uh, sorry. Oh, not routers. Sorry, now I'm going to that stop. But yeah, there's more that we can control to actually speed it up on our end because we're not. It's not always the server that's the bottleneck. Sometimes it's our phone and actually rendering and, and dealing with it. And if it has video, pulling those videos fast enough. Um, but so I think that's probably what they're getting at in their short run. But I don't know if the question was evolving sort of long term. Do I think they're actually looking at maybe folding WordPress into their own ecosystem? I could definitely see that coming, and I have seen I them, and I can't remember the name of the companies, but I have seen them go in, and I'll look it up on the next commercial break, go into companies to assist like this and then end up acquiring them a couple of years later. Uh, yeah, I just I just got this feeling, and part of the feeling was from a uh, – back in um, mid-January, Google, Google announced that as of July 18th – I'm sorry, that's July 2018 – I guess I got my handwritten notes here. <laughs> July 18th. Huh. Um, July 2018. Um, they are going to uh, incorporate what they're calling the quote-unquote speed update into their um, overall al algorithm, ranking algorithm. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll impact a small percentage of, of queries, as, as they always seem to. Um, pages that deliver the slowest experience to users will be uh, badly adversely influenced. Pages that deliver a good experience, a fast experience, that load rocket fast, mm -hmm. will benefit big time. Yeah. Um, so we know that in July, the hammer is dropping on slow sites. Um, we also know that WordPress has this nasty habit of chunking some, some WordPress... Uh, 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 themes have this really nasty habit of just chunking the website site right the hell down, right? Mm -hmm. I think Google is going to come up with a with a series series of Google approved themes. I'll bet you they're they're a premium, and uh, I have a feeling that you're going to be wanting to use them. You know, it's uh, <laughs> one of those one of those. Uh, hey, buddy, nice website you got there. You might want to reskin it like real badly. That's mm -hmm. what I mm -hmm. So that's that's my prediction. Um, we're actually going to see Google and WordPress get into well a joint venture that benefits WordPress financially and benefits Google um, with uh, the creation of uh, a suite of website themes, WordPress themes that that they recommend webmasters use to to function make their system function better well indeed indeed I mean, one of the things it's, it's interesting sorry you know what i'm going to go back a little bit in our conversation just to like jump on something because it, it you got me thinking about something else that, that i think could could also be at, at play here uh, but going back just for for a brief second because i landed on the information while i was getting the other ones progressive web apps that thing that i couldn't remember earlier that's it yes. <laughs> pwas progressive web apps uh, but one of the things that, that you're also making me think of right now and, and i think maybe valuable information for us to remember carrying forward um, and at credit where it's due this also is from cindy crumb which is why i was 
memory as one defined when she had been talking about it and it was at MozCon um, in 2017 um, was Google progressive web apps basically relies on content uses Google APIs it relies on content from Google servers why do they want this um, and it's basically because now they don't have to index right they, they've got it what's faster like these crawlers are and, and it, we all know this are incredibly inefficient right I mean, they're, I mean they're efficient for what they are but it's probably one of the worst ways you can do uh, content discovery if the alternative i mean it's it's the best they've got now because it's a it's an unreliable ecosystem but better than that is if they just control that content <laughs> like if they're just hosting that content that's why they want google sites that's why they want you to put your you know into gmb and you know get all this data in there because if they just have it then they just have it um you know would they want to grab um you know after assisting after helping with the code after getting it up to their own standards of of you know, what speed should be, what a site should be. Um, you know, will there be a strong allure for Google um, to acquire just to control, to have direct access to that content, not to have to crawl, but just to have it? I, I, I think 100% um, that, that would be highly desirable. Would it even be cost efficient for them to go, okay, we don't even need to crawl these sites. Like, let's just take our crawl budget. We can reduce our number of crawlers. We can reduce it because we just have this data. We know this site and we can make it faster because if it's not, it's our servers and we control that, right? I mean, do, do we have that sort of environment um, sort of coming up? I, I think you could still host your own WordPress site and, you know, go to WP Engine or whatever you want. Um, but would you have that benefit of being able to go, yeah, I don't need to host it. I'll just host it with Google because I want them having direct access to my data. I would in a lot of cases, not all, but in a lot of cases, I'd go, yeah, like take my site. Sure. <laughs> like, go nuts. There's nothing on there I would want to protect. In fact, I've opened most, like almost all of it up for you to crawl it. And the rest of it is just for me to not have other random visitors see these pages. I don't want it showing up in search results. It's not that I care whether Google sees it. It's just like I don't want a searcher to see it. Um, you, know, you know, one of the ways you can tell the really crusty old veteran SEO? What's that? They're the ones who are afraid to even get a Gmail account for fear Google's going to be reading their email and learning their secrets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, could you imagine, like, some of these guys, well, host at Google? Are you kidding? Then they'll know everything. And you're sitting there like going, well, yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, I, I, I want them to. <laughs> My, in fact, a lot of the time I'm working to craft an architecture to make sure that they get everything, right? We're submitting sitemaps to make sure they get everything. If this goes the way I think it will, um, and it makes sense, and that this will be some sort of acquisition in the future, alternatively, they might just be like trying to get in there and look at the code and then build something themselves to compete, but that doesn't seem to go great for them, so... You know, I'll, I'll assume we're going with, with acquisition down the road at some point. Yep. Um, you know, do I, it, it would render a lot of the things that we have to do um, obsolete. Would we need a sitemap? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't need a sitemap anymore. Um, yeah, well, you still might. You still might. Um, I, I think we're going to go to a future where I think some stuff's hosted at Google and some stuff is hosted not at Google. Unless well, Google's going to go and buy every server on, or buy every server on Earth. Absolutely. And you bring up that caveat. Yeah, I should say, yeah, if I'm hosting it still with, you know, we host WP Engine, um, you know, if it's still hosted there, yes, of course, you would still need that sitemap. But if you went, you know what, I'm just going to give it to Google. Sure. Host it right like here. I'm going to point my domain at your servers and, you know, go, go ahead. Um, you know, in that event, you wouldn't, right? Like if you're just going to give them direct access again, I would because I don't have anything on my site. Um, that I'm going, okay, Google can't, you know, I basically opened the whole thing up to crawlers. As I say, like there's payment pages I built as like a one-off. I just don't want it showing up in search results. So I blocked it. I'd still need that capability. Um, you know, but do I care that Google sees it? No, not at all. <laughs> at this point, why? You know, it makes no sense. No, but I can see people who'd be like, no. <laughs> right, like where you have specific sites or you don't want to give access to a back-end cart system, right? Like, a, I don't want to give you my client's information. I just want, you know, mine. And, well, and so well, I, well I, fair I, enough. Wall that off. Use your robots text. I mean, there, there, there are ways of, uh, of protecting that content, right? Indeed. Indeed. Um, and, but those are the people I could see not moving it onto Google servers because then you can't. Right? I mean, if you're paranoid. I mean, would Google obey the robots anyway? who knows, but you put it on your server on their servers. And I understand why they might be like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> there. I might be that crusty guy going, 
Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not actually going to put on your servers the thing I'm trying to hide from you, and then trust you not to look. Um, anyway, we, we've gone on that. You know, uh, I think we've got. I know like a whack of stuff. It's been a been a big week, but it's going to be interesting to see if there is an acquisition. But in the short term, I think we're going to see, and, and I think you agree, we're going to see some big gains um, in speed. And and if nothing else, takeaway for our listeners is. Uh, pay attention to speed kids because Google's investing a lot of resources in it. Not only are they being clear on this is important, but they're, they're investing their own resources and substantial ones to make, to make sure things are as fast as they can be. Sure. Okay. We got to take a break. We got to take a one last break here on web college and webmaster video. And I remember we'll be coming back after this. So much so on down today. David, you've been talking to net marketing. This is Jim Hedger, digital always media. You're listening to web college on the, uh, 8th of February, 2018. Back after this commercial. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. All of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webtology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 8th of February, 2018. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, you, you, you and Barry are doing a lot of traveling these days, eh? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we are. And we've got three more trips coming up, four more trips coming up in the next few months. So. Okay, well, so uh, I can see why the, the story at a search engine journal that you posted to, the, uh, to our news feed uh, appeal to you, Google adds hotel bookings to search results. Yes. Has this in any way affected, has your search activity affected your travel activity? Not yet? Not yet, but it is about to. I mean, you know what? I shouldn't say that. It has, um, because Google, I mean, they're making rapid, rapid enhancements in, in the space of, in travel. Right, like they're just mm-hmm. they're they're moving very very quick. I mean, you, I'm telling you, you know this, but for our listeners' sake, I mean, it, it is just change after change. Some of them graphical, some of them just making making life easier to see how to how to get to here and park and and that sort of thing. Some of it, you know, how to get hotels and get their pricing information. Now we're seeing the ability to actually book directly um, in 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 the search results. So basically, treating it as you would Expedia, but with more data points. And, and more data on both you and what's going on in, in the environment um, around them. So I, I don't feel sorry. Well, there, there's a few people I think are going to lose here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a lot of them are already losing to one person, so they'll, they'll be winners. It'll just be sort of a, a short-term loss. I think the big losers over this move, and, and for our listeners who don't know, you can now uh, book directly through Google search results. You can book hotels. Um, I think the the losers are clearly going to be 
um, you know, booking.com and, and, and Expedia and, and, and these sorts of people. I, at first, as soon as I first saw it, I'm saying, oh, this really sucks for like a, a lot of the, um, you know, individual hotels and things like that, because now they're going to have to cough up more to Google to make sure that, that they're getting that treatment in, in the Google search results um, that they were. So that's going to kind of kind of suck for them. Um, and, and then I sort of realized, you know what, most of these hotels are already paying Expedia and booking.com and I bet Google is going to charge them less. So actually, I think it, it, it may be a short term sort of hit because they're going to have to figure new stuff out um, to make this make this work to their benefit. But um, I, I think over the over the long haul, it, it's going to be a be a bigger a bigger win um, for them in, in lower fees. Um, right now, I mean, you know, we Google's pulling in from all from all these sources, but I I, I look forward, you know, and 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 go what's coming up a year, two years from now. Um, some of the changes that they've been making over the last year with getting vacation rentals as a separate category that you can filter by um, when you're looking up hotels and, and accommodations and things like that. Um, and go, yeah, they'll, they'll be going direct to the source. They're always going to need those aggregators, the sort of Expedia and, and booking.com um, sites. But I, I suspect we'll see them driving down the rates that they can be charging, um, you know, to the individual hotels or just eventually building out their own aggregator if they can get hotels on board to just go, you know, basically if they offered and went, you know what, we'll just show you directly in these search results. Um, instead of having to aggregate from from a site like Booking, you just have to send your feed directly to us. Would you like to submit that through your Google My Business? Right? Like, of course you would. <laughs> to pay less of a percentage than you're paying to Booking, sure you would. You know, I think of I think of all the all the conferences we've been to over the years, and um, you know, you, you put yourself in the in the in the speakers room, the green room of the conference, and uh, there's always somebody from TripAdvisor or Expedia or uh, Hotels.com or whatever. And yeah. they're always the coolest people in the room. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was thinking of so many people, like friends of ours in the SEO industry, and every, everyone who goes to conferences is going to know somebody who's who's going to be affected directly by this. But let's face it, this is a world where if you make a better mousetrap, um, you're going to get the traffic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know... You- credit where it's due, Google's building some pretty good mousetraps, right? And they're building it right where I'm starting my searches anyway. (laughs) That's that's actually what made me reminisce about all these people we know in the SEO industry who might be working for Expedia or hotels or whatever. How do you SEO against this? I mean, the place that you're trying to get the rankings is eating your lunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think we're going to just have to see a lot more and, and, and good um, a lot more creative work out of out of a lot of these companies, and many of them are creative, and, and many of them are doing some some great conversion optimization. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to have to push even harder yeah. to get that branding um, and to become that become for travel what Amazon is for e-commerce, right? Just be that place that like, well, why would I go to Google and search, right? Just go straight to wherever, right? Uh, and, and I won't name a specific name, just so they, uh, whatever. There's there's many players that it could be. You know, one of them just needs to step out um, and be that primary brand. And one of the things I find weird is is that there's some of them that they'll acquire other companies and then try and operate as a few different companies and, and you know, trying to grab different traffic from different places. That was great once upon a time and sort of helped and kept people comfortable with their brands. But I think what we're going to see now is all of those companies now needing to fold in because if you want to beat Google, you need to be that destination you need to be the travel amazon um and so i think that's going to take some of these companies that have left three four five different um sort of sub companies operating as as different travel companies within a within a a massive company um you know sort of folding them all together and going we need to make sure that you understand we're all this brand um, and that we are the brand with travel and there's no need to go anywhere else because you know yeah you can start at google but we're going to be that one that shows up cheapest and booking direct through us gives you, you know, X, Y, or Z, right? Like just some, some additional perk um, in some way. We're almost out of time. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're down to our last couple of minutes, and we got to get this one in because it's timely, and it's another one of the July 2018 things. Mm-hmm. It's like, seriously, it's so, it's, is there a weird, like, like are we going to have a month of full moons on, in July 2018? <laughs> I think that is coming. Um, okay, so... 
for months, we or for months, for years, uh, we've been telling you because Google's been telling us that you've got to switch over to uh, secure socket. HTTPS. You got to have um, a secure website. Um, you got to pay for the security certificate. You have to do it. If not, they're going to out you for it. You're going to look dumb. You're going to mm-hmm. uh, look insecure. You're going to look um, shaky. July 2018. If uh, Chrome, which what, what's Chrome's uh, uh, market share now? It's over fifty percent, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. I can't remember the exact percent, but it's huge. Well, Chrome is going to be um, graphically displaying not secure beside any site that is HTTP rather than HTTPS. So, if you haven't done the transfer over to HTTPS yet. Please do, because I'm sick of trying to work my way through this, HTTP, HTTPS. Um, <laughs> and 58, oh my, are you kidding me? <laughs> Chrome is like 58.4% of the market? Yeah, and that was in 2016. It's grown since then. But anyway, oh. that's, so that's probably a lowball number. It's probably good. Okay, so, so you don't ignore that. Like you, so you, you, we're, we're talking 60% plus of the market. You don't ignore that. Yeah. Um, it'll say not secure beside your uh, beside your URL, and I don't know about you, Dave, but that makes me feel weird when I see not secure beside a URL that I, on the internet. And I, I and I know the I know this environment. Well, absolutely, and you need to just remember in your how much money we all put into ranking, how much money we all put into traffic and conversions. Um, and then you're putting up this big barrier that you may not need to be secure. You might not be taking any Im- information that's required. But if you're not secure and your competitor's secure, you've spent all that money, all that effort to get the traffic and then put up a great big roadblock that may or may not even matter, but it's still like putting a great big X across the person's screen and going, you need to click here to tell me it's okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a perceptual roadblock. Like, again, I know the environment. I know that 99 times out of 10, it means nothing. I'm not putting any personal information in any way, but I still don't want to click that. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so again, July 2018, and again, uh, uh, we can't tell you why everything is coming out in July 2018. Maybe maybe <laughs> July 2018 is the ultimate Wednesday. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll have the meeting on Wednesday. <laughs> um, you ever do that? You ever, you ever schedule stuff for Wednesday just because on on the on the Friday Wednesday seems like so far away? Yeah, and then Wednesday comes around and you're like, oh, I still have to do that stuff from Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's my that's my theory. July 2018 is the ultimate Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And it, it's going to be an interesting month. For those of us, though, for most of us, hopefully our listeners, uh, a lot of this won't really matter. You've already looked at your speed. You've already looked at, at HTTPS. You've already dealt with all this stuff. Uh, but if not, it's going to be a very, very, very panicked and uh, exciting month for you. <laughs> <laughs> but not for us, because we got, we got our stuff together. Yep. <laughs> okay. And on that, we've made it through another hour. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Both of us would really like to thank Brasco and Darren and Brandy, the owners of Webmaster Radio. But, but Brasco, the uh, producer and engineer extraordinaire, stick around Webmaster Radio. There's more great content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.